Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The I Am Rappaport Stereo, Stereo Podcast, Podcast. Live. 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 You're down with Rappaport. Yes, I am. 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 You better tune in, IamRappaport.com. Because every single podcast, you know he drops bombs. I seen him on set, a seasoned vet with true talent. Catch him on his way to CrossFit, rocking the new balance. He asked me to do the track because he know I rhyme elite. But I'm just waiting for the Robert De Niro line of the week. Breakfast of champions, toasted bagel, cream cheese, and locks. This is I Am Rappaport. The show never stops. We might catch him out in public, stretching his knees. But if you don't listen to the show, yo, wiggle, please. Wiggle, please. This is the I Podcast. All right, what's up? This is Michael Rapport. I'm here with G Moody, whose last name rhymes with duty. You are now listening to a brand new I Am Rapport Stereo podcast where we are going to discuss Charlize Theron, Academy Award winning actress Charlize Theron, is threatening to leave the United States because she feels that her adopted black kids are unsafe. More Colin Kaepernick drama. The Knicks have fired another coach. That's 11 coaches since 2001. Plus, in great detail, why I did not fight the asshole bleacher in his bullshit rough and rowdy, <laughs> a.k.a. steroid festival. All that and more, plus sick fucks of the week and an NBA playoff preview from the bottom of my heart. My name is Michael Rapport. I'm here with G. Moody. You are now rocking with the best. Miles Jordan. Let me get something real funky. Let me get a smacker. Is this going to be a smacker Friday night fights edition of the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast? All right, this is Michael Rapaport, aka the Jake Lamada of podcasting, aka the Jeff 
Ruland of podcasting, aka the Gringo Man Dingo. I'm here with G Moody, whose last name rhymes with duty, the three-time podcast co-host of the year. Yep. Friday night edition, prime time Friday night fights edition of the I Am Rap Report Stereo Podcast. We're doing it rough, rugged, and raw. Me and G Moody, back to basics, fundamentals only. Mm-hmm. I'm out in Los Angeles at the Gloom Tomb Studios, the coveted, world-famous Gloom Tomb Studios. Yeah. <laughs> NBA playoffs are, are, are they're here. We're going to get yeah. into that. Uh, Colin Kaepernick was going to work out for the Seattle Seahawks the other day, and this is all hearsay, because you never know what's real news, fake news, and just completely made the fuck up. Right. Uh, apparently, the Seattle Seahawks asked him about the, the kneeling, um, and he said he was going to continue to do it, or he didn't say he would would stop kneeling, and right. the, the workout was was uh, was rescinded. Camp- it was rescinded. <laughs> um, we have a whole bunch of sick fucks of the week, and we're going to do the damn thing. Rough, rugged, and raw dog without a bag. Skeet, skeet, yeah. skeet, skeet, skeet. Um, <laughs> you know, I've been talking about my vegetarianism. Which I'm okay. I'm experimenting with, I'm, I'm I'm experimenting with it. How's it going? Well, in terms of, you know, what do you mean? Like in terms of executing it or how I feel? Yeah, how do you both? Like, well, uh, do do you think you can sustain this? Well, I for never the rest of your life. Oh, I don't think I'm ever going to be completely vegetarian. I I I like steak too much. Um, I like fish too much. Mm-hmm. Um. But I do think, based on everything that, that I've been reading, and I've been reading a lot, and my wife has been reading a lot, and, and if you haven't listened to the Iron Rap Poor Stereo podcast, and I know there's new listeners every week, they come in droves and droves and droves, as you should, as you I fucking shoot. This is, the, this is the, the only non-fact-checking podcast in the world. All, all fun, no fact-checking. That's, that's yeah. one of our new, uh, our new slogans. All fun, huh? you see? Uh, uh, no fact-checking. Um... <laughs> You know, I, I do feel like, you know, a, a, a more plant-based diet, which is such a pretentious term. I hate that fucking term, plant-based diet, mm-hmm. and all these terms, because it really feels like you're excluding people, and uh, you're privy to information that other, other people are, and, mm-hmm. and so forth and so on. So I, I don't think I'll ever be a full-time committed vegetarian, but... I will say that uh, I am enjoying the meals that I'm having as a vegetarian. Oh, um, that's good. You know what it is? When you get pressed, like when you're hungry and you need something quick, that's when it becomes tricky. You yeah. know what I mean? Especially growing up in New York. Like the three go-to things to eat in New York um, when you're hungry are, number one, a hot dog, not vegetarian. Uh, number two, a slice of pizza, which most pizzerias uh, you know, ha- have probably vegetarian pizzas in, in uh, or of some sort mm-hmm. in there. Or number three, and my favorite, um, is, a, is a sandwich from the deli. Now, I'm not going to oh. go into the fucking deli and ask for like a, a lettuce sandwich. That ain't happening. Nah, nah. Enjoy, enjoy the life, man. You're doing good. At least you took the time to try to change your diet and stuff. So dibble and dabble. But, you know, keep doing you. Keep doing that shit. But, yo, don't forget the other... The abundance of stuff we have here that you can enjoy. God, God put the fish there for what? For us to hang out with them or for us to eat them? Come on. I agree. 
I agree. I'm always going to have my fucking sushi. And when I'm in New York, okay, how can I resist going to Astoria, Queens for the or, greatest sandwich in the world out there at Sal and Chris, a.k.a. Yeah. the hero king of Astoria? That's I mean, right. you've been there. You've had those sandwiches. Smoked turkey and cheese. Come on, man. Come I, on. That's a, ple- a pleasure of life. You think I'm never going to have one of those? Get the fuck out of here. You veggies. That's why I don't like to put these labels and like, you know, put these these constraints on me. Right. Um, and, and one of the things that really annoyed me this week in the world of vegetarianism, um, right there in, in, in New York City on, on uh, what is it? Is it, is it White Plains Road or uh, uh, Castle Hill? Uh, mm, BX. Uh, yeah, in the BX, I think. It was in the BX. You know what I think? I think it was that that White Castle restaurant. You know, White Castle, I don't know if this is like they have these all over the country. You know, mm-hmm. White Castle's like a, a, it's known for their small burgers. And, yeah. you know, we used to call them shit burgers. Like you could literally eat like, because they're, they're miniature. They're like slider size. You could eat like 15, 16 of them. When yeah. we were younger, you'd literally scarf 15 or 16 down because they're small and easy to eat. Like they're two bite burgers. And then you'd you'd be definitely you'd be shitting on the side of the road, yeah, but they'd yeah. feel good going in. But 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 that's the White Castle. Remember when we were up there? I think we were leaving the Skate Key. Yeah. And we were up Hell there yeah. with Shank Bank. We we were in there. Yeah. And Shank Bank was ready to set it off. after we left the, the Skate Key, uh, Skate Key. If you didn't grow up in uh, New York in the in the eighties and nineties, was a club that was was popping off in the Bronx. There'd be a lot of chicks up there, dope music, mm-hmm. but a lot of violence. A lot of violence that went went down at the Skate Key. And one time, me and G Moody after Skate Key, um, we were in uh, uh, White Castle. And uh, somebody who uh, was claiming to go by the name of Shank Bank was threatening to uh, stab everybody in the in the White Castle. Remember that, Gerald? Well, yeah, I remember. Yeah, like Shank. yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> you never forget that. So, but the point that I, I was bringing up was, and and again, we don't fact check here at the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. Uh, we're just going rough, rugged, and raw for the people. Um, is that White Castle? There's this burger that I tasted. I've had it a few times. It tastes good. It's good. Mm-hmm. It don't taste like a like an actual burger. These these people are fooling themselves into thinking that this they're calling it the impossible burger. Look it up. A lot of heavy hitters are involved. Uh, a lot of vegetarian people are involved. It's a, it's a vegetarian burger. Right. It's a plant-based burger. Okay? And they call it a meatless burger. I believe I'm I'm quoting here. A meatless burger. That's not made out of meat. And, I, and, and and this is where I'm like, if if it's so bad for you and you're so proud of being a vegetarian, why do you continue relentlessly spending millions of millions of dollars to make food that tastes like meat? Why don't uh, yeah. you just have the real fucking burger? Why are you so hyped to make vegetarian hamburgers that aren't real hamburgers? I don't get that. I don't get why you want like fake turkey. Fake chicken legs, fake chicken wings, their tofu turkey legs. Nobody wants that shit. Because deep down, they really want the real thing because everyone grew up on that. So obviously our taste buds are used to that and you know how good that shit tastes. So you want to make the connection so the mind could think that, oh, this is a ribeye. This is a, a, but it's not. It's not ribeye. 
It's no, not fucking ribeye. It's 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 lettuce smushed together and chemically processed into yes. making me think it's ribeye. That ain't no right. ribeye, Duke. That ain't no right. New York strip steak, Duke. I know my New York strip steak. Right, right. And and if you're gonna label it, just have it. Just fucking eat. You could eat it once in a while. I, I mean, yo, we grew up on that. My grandfather, my 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 people are still alive. How how fucking old do you want to live to? Three hundred. <laughs> You'll be the only motherfucker out here. <laughs> Listen, man. Yo, enjoy. We live in a great country. We could eat whatever we want. We have, we have everything here. I'm not shitting on none of these industries. They keep people alive. Yo, you do your veggie shit, I'm going to have my motherfucking ribeye. <laughs> I totally agree. So, so, but the point is, is that the point that I was bringing up was that this week at the White Castle, uh, what, what street is it on? Uh, White Plains Road, I think so. Up yeah, there. the White Castle up on White Plains Road. They had this big party. I think Questlove was there, and Ghostface was there, and I think Eric Sermon was there, and Redman might have been a bunch of rappers up at White Castle. Um, and that was dope. That looked fun. That looked dope. Um, right. But they're up there in White Castle, which is known for their bullshit but very good tasting burgers. They're selling White Castle burgers that aren't actual hamburgers. And I'm like... I don't, I don't want that. I'm not going to White Castle to eat a vegetarian burger. I'm going to White Castle to get diarrhea. That's the right, only right. reason why I'm going there. Like, I yep. know the ramifications of eating White Castle. And if you yep. go to eat White Castle vegetarian burgers, you, you need to stuff yourself until you get vegetarian diarrhea. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not believing the hype. Like, yo, we're going to go to White Castle and relive the 90s. and blah. Yeah, Fuck all on, that man. shit. Yeah, come on, man. Yo, White Castle is for after drinking. You know what it's going to do. It's gut-wrenching for your stomach, but it tastes delicious only for the night. So you don't splurge on a White Castle. That's just once in a blue fucking moon because it will rip your stomach apart. <laughs> and we even knew that when we were younger. Even in like our 20s, you like, yo, are we White Castle tonight? Nah, nah, nah. Like even back then. Yeah, we, everybody it, knows that. It makes sense. White Castle's not for everyday dining. But I'm not eating any not. White Castle impass impossible burgers that are uh, uh, you know, hamburgers that are made out of plants or hamburgers yeah. that are supposed to taste like meat, but there's no meat. The fuck out of here with that corny shit. Um... So as I mentioned earlier, um, you actually brought this uh, to my attention. Um, I'll let uh -huh. you take the lead on this uh, about the actress, Academy Award winning actress, Charlize Theron. Oh, yes, yes. She said, uh, you know, she has her uh, 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 black kids, adopted kids, and she said she fears for her black children and is considering leaving the U.S. because of, I guess, the shootings. And that stung with me. And I'm like... Yo, am I living in the same country? What about me? What about my, my family, my father, my mother? We've been here for a long time. And my uncles lived in the 30s, the 40s, the 50s. Yo, it ain't that fucking bad. It ain't that fucking bad to where they're making it seem as though the cops are out here hunting black people. It's like a big uh, uh, production, and it isn't. The data doesn't bear that shit out. And, of course, with the white guilt, right? The white guilt is, is, is a big thing. This is probably one of the reasons why the, uh, they adopt these black kids, I think, to feel like a connection. 
And, yo, it's crazy how they indoctrinated people, man. They, you, you, you would think that it's just white racist cops and they're out to get people. And, and yo, I drive around the Bronx all the time. Brothers is out hanging on the corner. If it's really so dangerous and it's really like they after us, yo, you wouldn't see black people hanging outside at the cafes or anything. Yo, this is a bunch of bullshit. And your kids and her kids are not in the Bronx. They're not in South Central. They're not in these places where there's high violence, high crime. So what are you talking about? Yeah, I don't know what, what, the what fuck she's are talking, you talking about? about. I don't know what, what the, the fuck. She, her kids are in Pacific Palisades, Bel Air. Or Beverly Hills. Like, I right. don't know what the fuck she's trying to... Oh, they're... they're and she's like, oh, there's certain places in this country. I, what do you... She lives yeah. in a sheltered life, as she should, as she's afforded the right to. But don't try to act like you out there in, in, in fucking Bed-Stuy, Brownsville, or you out there like in, uh, you know, in, in Flint, Michigan, and, and you're, you're out there in Memphis in, in the cut. You're not out there in Memphis in the cut. I don't get it, man. I, I don't get what the fuck she... And, and she's like, we might leave the country. And go where? Where, where is she? shit sweet that's always right. the, like where, where is shit sweet you're gonna move your kid where 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 does racism not exist everybody think oh well in america well in america well where are things perfect yeah and yeah what what are you comparing it to a utopia where there's no society that's perfect so all the complaining all the fucking non-stop bullshit what are you comparing american society to your kids There's are no good. Those babies that she adopted, if they have the last name Theron, they're straight. Yeah, they're good to I go. Mean, I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. And look, and this is a quote. This is what she said. Being raised during the apartheid era in South Africa made me so hyper aware of equality and human rights. Of course, I have two black kids, but that was always something I was passionate about. Oh, so you're passionate about black people? You see... You, this is like to, to soothe the, uh, the guilt. You try to attach yourself to black people. Yo, but they got, you, they got your head all fucked up. That's what it is. They're, fuck your guilt. We, we, we don't need your fucking guilt. Fuck your guilt. Right, right. Now, I, I hear you, man. I, I, I hear you. Uh, I don't know where, where she doesn't mention where would she move to. There's racism in Italy. There's a lot and, of uh, 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 immigrant. There's a lot of racism in Italy. A lot yeah, of racism in Spain. A lot of racism in France. A lot of racism in London. Where the f where are you moving to? Where the fuck are you move to? Moving back to South Africa? What the fuck is she and, talking about? And what racism are are you talking about? Like what what racism? Like I'm out here in New York. I move, and my brother, we all move. Yo, am, am I am I experiencing all this this racism that I hear? I'm not experiencing that. I mean, what, what are they talking about? The common white folk that I come across who are just like me on the subway doing shit? They're the racist? Well, I don't get that, yo. I think it's a lot of bullshit, and I'm not with the victimology shit. None of that. I think it's bullshit, and we don't need none of these motherfuckers caping for us on some guilt shit. Keep your guilt. Get the fuck out of our face, man. <laughs> um, the Colin Kaepernick story has, has uh, uh, arised again. Um, he was posed to work out for the Seattle Seahawks. Now, in, in a football, uh, uh, just talking strictly football, as a backup quarterback, number two quarterback and number three quarterback, I think that that would be a good place for Cap to play because, you know, Russell Wilson, obviously, he, um, 
you know, he's a freewheeling quarterback. Listen, homeboy won a, a Super Bowl. But in terms of a similar style, you know, they don't protect Russell Wilson. He runs around. He makes things happen. Um, and if somebody was to come in there uh, to back up Russell Wilson, the style of play that we know Colin Kaepernick for, it would make sense. Now, apparently, uh, uh, the, the Seattle Seahawks asked him about the kneeling and the protesting and and based on uh, what uh, I know here from the non-fact-checking I Am Rapport Stereo podcast, Kaepernick said, you know, he wasn't going to stop protesting. He wasn't going to stop kneeling. And then the workout was canceled. Yeah. Yeah. I Like I said, man, I, like I always, I put the owner hat on. You want our money, right? It's, it's our money. We're, we're the owners. We're investing in you. So what, what are you going to do? You want our money, right? So... He said he was non-committal about the kneeling. So as an owner, get the fuck out of my office. Get the fuck out of my office. It's our terms. I, you know what? I, as much as I would love to see Kaepernick play football and as much as I respect his passion and like he's sort of, he's all in. If, if the rules, whether they're written or unwritten, whether they are written or unwritten, are in place in the NFL at this point. At this point for Colin Kaepernick, if you want to play football, you have to abide by the rules, whether they're written or unwritten. And and it doesn't make it, it right. It doesn't mean that I agree with it. But if Colin Kaepernick wants to play in the NFL, yo, unfortunately, this is the playing field, pun yeah. intended, that they've set up. And it's fucked up. But, you know, the reality of it is, is that there's no salaries for social activism. You know, there's a lot of sacrifice. Um, and, but the, you don't get paid for that. You certainly don't get paid what you make playing in the NFL. And, you know, and in a couple of, this might be the last time we hear Colin Kaepernick associated with football because, you know, a football player's uh, time uh, to play at, at the NFL level, it lasts only so long. And, you know, He's made so many strides and he's brought so much attention to uh, the causes that he's, he's fighting for. And I'm, right. I'm all in for that. I don't know uh, if this is the right choice or if I don't know if he's going to ha not have regrets later on. Um, yeah. I know that at a certain point, you know, like the, the money that he made in the NFL and he's donating a lot of money, he donated a million dollars. Yo, money runs out and there is no checks in that coming in, that, in, there's no checks coming in, and and unlike Muhammad Ali, you know Muhammad Ali, you know was it, it's a different level of stardom. It's a it yeah. was a different time. You know Muhammad Ali was marketing himself. You know when when he ran out of money, and you know as he should, he's a huge fucking historical figure. You know, right. but Colin Kaepernick, I I just don't know, and I don't know if not playing and not speaking and not hearing from him is going to wind up being something that he regrets, and also. Also, the, the reality of it is, is listen, if he's suing the NFL right now and whether or not his cause uh, and his, his right to sue and whether or not he wins or, or, or doesn't win this lawsuit happens or not, it doesn't make any sense. You're right. Like right. you're suing the company that you're going to, you know, try to work out for. You're suing right. the company that you want to turn around and pay you as a backup quarterback or a second string quarterback or a third string quarterback. It's it's apples and oranges. 
If you're suing someplace, you usually don't continue doing business with them. Usually. That, that's not all, you know, usually the case. There are exceptions to the rule, but yo, man, fucking Kaepernick, yeah, I, yo, I, I don't know. I think this is going to be the, the end of it. You know what I mean? He's not playing in the NFL anymore, man. And um, either you're going to be uh, an activist, a full-time, because obviously it means a lot to you. So I would think you throw the football away and say, listen, I did this action and there's a consequence for it. And it's basically pointless for me to try to get back in the NFL. So if you're really hard body for the activism, there's no way I would even be focusing on football. Everybody knows now what I'm about. And I always thought that if he was kneeling to shed light on police brutality, why wouldn't he use the other knee to also protest violent crime in these communities as well? Why is that pathology always ignored? Mm. How, like, how could you ignore that? And that's what, on the same token, Black Lives Matter would hold more weight if they showed the same amount of outrage when the perpetrators are not white cops. Mm. It's the same if you're making that proclamation that Black Lives Matter, and yet you're silent when carnage is going on in Chicago, Baltimore, where it's black perpetrator and black victim. So uh, why doesn't those lives matter? You know what I'm saying? To where you, where you react the same way. Does it only matter when there's some white dudes with, with some shit go down? Then it's like crazy. So it would hold more weight to me because for me, it seems like it's some, some shakedown shit. Mm. We're going to claim racism. Yo, all that shit is bullshit is what I'm saying. And Kaepernick, yo, fuck football. Yo, you, you, you want some Malcolm X shit, right? Like it's about, yo, this and that. Fuck football then, right? And also when you're mentioning Malcolm X, it's like obviously uh, Malcolm X, his philosophies and his point of views changed and evolved uh, as he changed and evolved and, and as he grew. And, and, and I feel like, you know, listen, we, it's so hard to – sort of figure out what's going on with Kaepernick because you don't we don't hear from him you know he, he hasn't spoken uh so so it's, it's so hard to sort of guess uh you know what he's doing I'm not sure if he fi- actually knows like if there's some sort of master plan um well, but should have had it say it again he should have had if, if you're gonna do this if you're gonna take a knee you should have had that shit thought out thoroughly like really so how, how are you not gonna be speaking I don't How? know. I don't you know, know why, he, like, why yo, he's not saying anything. You don't hear anything from him. You don't hear a yeah, word that, from him. Yo, all activists and all people in public life, they let you know, yo, this is, the, this is my platform. I, like, it would be great if he said, listen, I don't really care too much about football. I don't care about that. I'm on to other things. I know what I did, and I brought a shed light. Now, now I want to shed light on the shit that's going on in my backyard. Mm. Now, now that's where the next phase is going. Because that's a common thing, whereas the police shooting motherfuckers is rare. And I'm going to say this shit. Fuck it, man. Like, focus on the crime and all the violent shit that's happening in, in our neighborhoods. That's more commonplace. That's more commonplace. So I think uh, all the resources should be on that. Fuck these uh, football, the owners. They're not going to let you in the league and, you, and you're going to uh, compromise their bottom line 
with protests. This is their their league, their business. You're just playing in it. Good shit, good shit. Say I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Keeping it rough, rugged, and raw. Um, what else is going on? The fucking Knicks, man. Jesus Christ. Jesus fucking Christ. 11 coaches since 2001. Since 2001, 2002, there have been 11 motherfucking head coaches of the New York Knicks. Here we are again. Playoffs have started. There's no discussion of the Knicks. (laughs) It's all about who are we going to have coach? What can happen to change the culture? All the same bullshit that we've been discussing for the last 20 years. I'm sick and tired of it. Yeah. I'm Nico. sick and tired of this shit. Stackhouse is being considered. Jerry Stack. This, just pull out anybody. Why not Why not uh, Ken the Animal Bannister? Why, why not make him the coach? Bring him in. Pull out, yeah. Or Eddie Lee Wilkins. Come on, bring somebody. Fred Cofield. Bring anybody up in there. You know, I would love to see Mark Jackson. But, but they had their chance with Mark Jackson. They chose Derek Fisher. I would love to see Mark Jackson. We were talking about Mark Jackson on this here I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast. But then they chose Jeff Hornacek. Yeah. <laughs> the coach of the New York Knicks, in my opinion, in my unbiased opinion, a person that would change the culture, a person, because it's not just being a coach of the Knicks. You also have to be a publicist. David yeah. Fisdale, friend of the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast. You ain't going to rook me. Bring oh, him yeah. in New York. Who the fuck knows? Maybe he can get LeBron to come to New York. I know the yeah. players love him. The players were outraged when he got fired. Yep. In Memphis. You heard him on the Iron Rapport Stereo podcast. The guy dreams in basketball. Yes. The fans will love him. The media will love him. The players will respect him. He comes from a long pedigree. Of winning yep. down there in Miami. He was trained under Pat Riley. He got the short end of the bullshit stick in Memphis with the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. It's, it's not that I'm saying choose him over Mark Jackson, but if you're not going to choose Mark Jackson, and it looks like they're not going to choose Mark Jackson, I want Fizdale. Yeah. I want Fizz too, man. Shit. Or Rod Strickland. Bring somebody Bring somebody we know back. Bring Rod back. Have Rod Strickland, Boo Harvey, and Mark Jackson coach the fucking Knicks. Do something. Why don't you fucking let me coach? Huh? I'll be the fucking coach. You're fucking Dolan. I'm in the fucking locker room. (laughs) This is my fucking locker room. Take your fucking blues guitar and get the fuck out of (laughs) here. Yeah. Man, this is a it's a laughing stock, man. It's we, a we, laughing you know. stock. We're talking about the New York Knicks. We're talking about New York City. If you've never yeah. been to New York City, if you're from New York, if you've been to New York, pay attention to this. You could get dropped off anywhere in any one of the five boroughs, and you walk about a mile in any direction, you're gonna walk past or walk right into a basketball court. Basketball is part of the fabric of New York City. And every we're not in the playoffs. We don't have a coach. It's a shit show. Every yeah. year this conversation, it's like a fucking broken record. Yeah, man. It's it's like a fucking G League team. It's fucked up. But- and Porzingis is not going to be back until February. You know that, right? So in my opinion, if Porzingis is not going to be back till February, they might as well just sit him. Because next year is going to be a disaster. No matter who's there. Next and, year is going to be a disaster. 
Yeah, and that knee injury, guys are never the same, man. Never the same. And I'm making a prediction right now for the playoff start. The first, I got the Spurs taking out the Warriors. Steph isn't there, and the guy who jumped ship to the team, I don't think he's capable of carrying, carrying these guys, and it's going to play itself out. Watch. Spurs move on. Warriors. It's, it's, it's the irony. You, 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 KD leaves that team to join these guys, and now one of the main guys who stirs that drink is out. So now, irony. Now it's all on you, homeboy. Can you bring him a championship? Because Steph won a championship without you. Let's see if you could bring one to the Warriors without him. Hey, the, 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 I love the Warriors, but they, they've been a little off the last month. Um, you know, I hear you in terms of the Spurs knocking them out of the first round. I don't think it's going to happen. I think that's going to be a very competitive series. I think the Warriors know that. Um, but, you know, we'll see. I, I, Steph Curry, you know, that injury that he has is, you know, if they're talking about, oh, he might come back in the finals, the semifinals. Oh. Yo, there, there's obviously a real injury. Otherwise, he'd be yeah. playing right now. And and, and everybody knows if you if you come back and, you, and you've just been injured and it's playoff basketball, just like the year that they lost in Game Seven when they had the three one league, yeah, he, he was he was hurt that year. Yeah, he was hurt. He wasn't moving well, and uh, I, you know I don't even know exactly what the injury is, but you know I mean I'm gonna see. We'll see. I mean it's gonna be a long playoffs. Listen, it's it's April. These playoffs are gonna be going on for two and a half plus. Months, but I mean, let, let's just jump into the previews. We got the the Spurs versus the Warriors, uh-huh. game one. All these are game ones. The Raptors are playing the Wizards. I think the Wizards, they they like lost the last five of their six games. There's a lot of John Wall beef going on down there. I think I the, got Ra- the Raptors. Yeah, I got yeah. the Raptors winning that. The Miami Heat are playing the 76ers. As much as I wanted to see the Miami Heat play Cleveland in the first round, and I thought they could have given them a problem. Uh, because I think that they have their number. The Sixers are playing really well, and and Ben Simmons is doing his thing, and Robert Covington, and uh-huh. and and JJ Redick, and all those guys. I think this that series will go five, if, uh, six games at the most, and the Seventy Sixers win. Oh, I'm Miami. I got the opposite. Miami got it. All right, that'll be a huge upset. But you know what? The Seventy Sixers, they're young. As, yeah, as good as the upside is for them with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, they're, they're, they're young. They don't have playoff experience. And uh, uh, these playoff games are different. But but I got yep. I got the Sixers. Um, jumping into uh, the rest of the East, the Bucks versus Celtics. It's basically uh, Giannis uh, versus Red Orback. Uh, Giannis versus everything <laughs> that has to do with the Celtics. Um, and, and I think that... Uh, um, the Celtics are, are going to win this series, but they're in deep shit too without Kyrie. Oh, I no, I got the Bucks, man, because Kyrie, it's a lot. Yo, you got a major pieces going, and the playoffs, as Larry Brown said, is like another sport compared right. to the regular season. So, yo, I got I got a uh, Bucks, man. I got I got the Bucks in that. You got the Bucks and the Greek Freak. Yeah, yeah, um, no doubt. The Pacers and the Cavaliers. As much as I would love to see the Cavaliers lose, I, I just can't see as much as as much as Victor Oladipo and, and Miles Turner and, and and that whole crew on and the Lance. Pacers. I I just don't. You can't bet against LeBron James losing the first round. That that's nah, that ain't never, happening. 
That's never happened in his, in his career. Dude, these guys might get swept. The Pacers. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be a sweep. I think the Pacers are going to give them a competitive series, but I don't think it's going to be seven games. I think it'll be... I think it'll be competitive. Uh, we're going to get into the Tristan Thompson of it all after yeah. this. Jazz and Thunder is a series that I'm looking forward to the most. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. The, I the, got Jazz. <laughs> yo, here's my prediction the on the Jazz Thunder. I think Donovan Mitchell is going to emerge as a national star. I think Russell Westbrook's going to do his thing. I think uh, our guy, Jonas Jerebko, from Sweden, friend of the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast, broke down his entire unusual route into the NBA on this year Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. Heavy duty shit talker. When he was with the Celtics and they played Cleveland, stirs the pot, not afraid to mix it up, not afraid to get dirty. I think he's gonna have his fucking eyes on Carmelo. I think mm-hmm. he's gonna have his fucking eyes on Paul George. He's physical, he's dirty. He pulls at you. He pushes at you. He's not afraid to mess things up. And I think that the Utah Jazz are going to upset the Oklahoma City Thunder. That will be a big three experiment gone bad. Paul George will be signing with the Los Angeles Lakers. As much as I love Russell Westbrook and as much of a fucking force tsunami of intensity that he is, I have a feeling they're going to get upset by the Utah Jazz. Ricky Rubio, Rudy Gobert. Every possession counts in the playoffs. And if you got your point guard who's wilding from time to time, that's going to cost you games. Magic Johnson in the playoffs, you think he just wilded out like a couple of possessions? They never did nothing like that. Isaiah, this dude is, is, does that constantly. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. And then finally, the Rockets first, the Timberwolves. As much as I love Jimmy Butler and Carl Anthony Towns, the, the real one and only big motherfucking cat. Other motherfucker's name is Soft Cat. Uh, as, love, as much as I, I would love to see Minnesota win, I have a soft spot in Minnesota. I got the, the Rockets uh, winning that first round. Although Mike Dan Antoni with his bullshit. You heard him? You heard him? Hedging. He's hedging his bets already because he himself knows you can't win with one guy hogging, just dribbling, and everybody standing outside watching. Hold he on, hold that. on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, sorry to cut you off. You, you, Dan Antoni, whatever the fuck his name is, I think he lost his mind since he shaved that mustache. He's won <laughs> 60 games this year, 60 games last year. He was with the seven seconds or left Phoenix Suns, 50 games, four plus seasons, yada, 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 nothing in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. He and knows. he was asked, he was asked if they don't win the championship, will it take away from this regular season being a great regular season? Uh, maybe not in the stat books, it won't. But if you don't win the championship after winning all these games, nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody and remembers. He, no, nobody gives yeah. a fuck. It, it, he, that's he, just a fact. It, it doesn't, you know, legacies will be legacies. And in 20 years, all these stats mean, you know, they're all fantastic. They're all cute. But the reality of it is, is that come June, if you're not playing, just like last year, Russell Westbrook, regular season MVP. Yeah. Means Average nothing. Average triple-double. Means- Average the triple-double. Yeah. And he just did it again. And as much yeah. as I love and respect Russell Westbrook, it's like, at what point, like if Russell Westbrook, he, he, he's very well on his way to being one of the greatest individual players 
in NBA history, possibly the greatest individual player in NBA history, who will never win a ring. He's never going to win a ring playing the way he's playing at this pace because father time is unbeaten, and he's all about tenacity, speed, aggression, high-flying, relentlessness. You can only yeah. do that. Like, that's not going to age well. Like uh, hell no. That's athleticism, passion, determination. But the athleticism uh, uh, is, is key, you know, backed up with the passion and the motor. That is not right. going to be a game that ages well. Like Paul Pierce, you play until you're 39, you got back to the basket. Yeah. That's just not going to age well. Yeah, and um, like you said, D'Antoni knows, and he's kind of hedging because he knows this dude just standing up there dribbling around. I, I don't like the way that looks. I like the way the way LeBron plays because it, it, it like he he's out there, but if he gets in trouble in the air, that ball is flying out to the corner. This dude Harden, it's all about scoring. It's like, what, but what if he isn't scoring? You know what I'm saying? Like, well, what if he isn't? Well, he's doing not that? playing defense, right? So this is the playoff. Things are ramped up. So D'Antoni knows that that style. You may get out of the first uh, first round. But you think this dude going to be doing that shit in the finals? You're not LeBron. You're not like that. That's all that chucking shit. Early exit, B. Um, what else is there? All right, well, that's our playoff predictions. Listen, there's going to be a lot of NBA talk. Um, I think let's make our predictions on this right now. What up? Based on the first round, on the injuries we know of, hopefully no one gets injured. Uh, who? Do you have coming out of the East? Who do you have coming out of the West? Oh, Cleveland and the Spurs. Oh, shit. Cleveland and the Spurs. Okay, I got Golden State versus Cleveland uh, part, part Trey. That would be the third time or the fourth, the third time? Yeah. Wow. Man, time sure fucking flies, man. That's hey, are you, So you going with, so Steph don't mean shit to you. Steph's Him coming be- back. Hey, you ask me who. Listen, I'm not even <laughs> questioning why you said the Spurs, motherfucker, because uh, uh, you just you just came off off your hip with that. I'm, I'm, we, we're doing our early predictions. The playoffs are just starting. Listen, it, we have so much basketball to talk about. The next time we do the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, we're going to know so much more than we know today. But the big upset that I have, I'm sticking to it, is Utah. Now, I told you I was going to talk about this the other day. If you follow me on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So tonight they're having another one of these steroid festivals. They call it these uh, barstool fucks. They're having their little steroid festival down there in the slugfest. Uh, these guys beat the shit out of each other. Um, uh, everybody gets hurt, and and the asshole bleacher laughs, uh, laughs his way to the bank. Now, I said okay. on this here I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast, I said I was going to challenge this fuck to fight him in his little bullshit steroid festival. And then I put out my public challenge, and, the, and I said, I fight you for the, for the pay-per-view money, and I'll fight you in June. Because right now I am currently starring and shooting in season two of the Netflix show Atypical. Cannot fight anybody in a legitimate fight while you're starring in a Netflix show. So this asshole bleacher, he heard my proposal, saw what I said, and of course, he made it complicated he wants to control the money, wanted to control the rights, control the way it was divvied out, control the whole thing. And but listen, you everybody has followed this barstool shit, and I'll just keep it real funky. You know that we're in a legal situation. 
The people know that we're in a legal situation. It's been all, these motherfuckers have blasted it all over Twitter. There might be a possible lawsuit. At the end of the day, my lawyer said this, how can you do business? And I'm paraphrasing. How could you do business with a no good asshole bleaching fuck boy while you're suing them? That's what my lawyer said. How can you do business? How can you make a deal to fight an asshole bleacher while you're actively thinking about suing them? It doesn't make any sense. So I'll just say this. That's the real basic layman's terms reason why I didn't sign up to fight this fucking guy. Number one, I said in June he wanted to do it in April. He knew I couldn't do it in April. Number two, can't. Do business with a motherfucker you're already considering suing. And I'll say this to be my last thing. All fights don't take place. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Uh, you, don't, you, don't have to be, you don't have to be in North Carolina or West Virginia or wherever the fuck they are to have a fight. All fights do not take place at Rough and Rowdy. I haven't yeah. seen this asshole bleacher, okay? But I'll see him when I see him. And all fights don't take place at Rough and Rowdy. Uh, Miles, you don't want it. G- oh, no. G, come on. You don't want it. I mean, you whipping this guy's ass is like uh, you going up to girls doing double dutch and punching one of them in the face. Uh, I huh. mean, come on, man. No, no, I'm not he, saying, I'm not saying, <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm not threatening violence. I'm not a violent person. Oh. I'm, not, I'm not a violent person. I'm just saying... I'm just saying, I'm just put I'm just saying like you, like if two people want to fight, they don't have to do it where yes. he's making money off you doing it. And that's basically what the deal that he was proposing is that he gets the money. Right. And he gets the he gets the the hype of me. Imagine if I had been down there and we actually went through with this fight in April. All the excitement, all, all the amount of people that were watching. So yeah. instead, what did they do? They brought in somebody with some real talent because the fights the fights are not worth the nineteen dollars that they're charging people. So they brought in Bill Burr, but Bill Burr is not fighting. He's just going to be down there commentating. And rest assured, rest assured, Bill Burr is not participating in this for free. Bill Burr's a high-paid, high-level yeah. comedian. Hell yeah. You got to pay to play. He sold out the garden several times. <laughs> All right, listen. Miles Jordan, please cue the sick fuck of the week music. This award is earned, not given. It's called the sick fuck of the week. This guy's really sick. Lock him up. How could you do it? Don't let him out. Damn. You fuck the door? You what? You fuck the dog? Why would you fuck the dog? Why would you fuck your girlfriend's dog? What? Sick fuck. The sick fuck of the week. It's earned. Earned. Not given. You did. What? No. 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 Yes. Yes, this is the sick fuck of the week music. Again, I am getting so many... So much uh, requests from so many people online. Please, please keep giving me that good sick fuck of the week material. Uh, this sick fuck. This reminds me of my neighbors. You know, I have this cat situation next door to me. These people right. love feral cats. Why? I don't know. <laughs> A man in London who has kept up to 61 cats. 61 fucking feral cats in total squalor has been arrested. Also given, 
he was arrested, given a three-month jail sentence, and fined over $5,000, as he should be. These fucking cats are no good. You know, the yeah. cocksucker in my neighborhood that keeps these cats my neighbors? You know what I saw the other day when I was on a dog walk? Uh, what? <laughs> a bunch of mice. A bunch of mice. I thought these fucking cats were supposed to keep the mice away. It's turned into a dirt bag shithole. Oh, man. I got feral oh. cats. I got mice. I got rats jumping out of garbage cans. <laughs> Oh, that's common place out here, yo. I saw a fucking dead cat. Now, I was going to get it on Twitter and take a picture of it for, for, for my social media, but you know how I feel about dead animals. There was a dead cat laying in the grass 50 feet up the street from me on my block. Right. What, what the fuck is going on over here? It's like a, a pet cemetery. <laughs> Second sick fuck of the week in Connecticut. Now, I wanted to hear your take on this. All right. Um... Ryan Fish, Mr. Fish, Ryan Fish, young teacher, 23-year-old substitute teacher in Mountville, Connecticut, has been arrested after police said he was running a quote-unquote fight club at the school. He said that the kids in the school were rambunctious. He said that they were rowdy, so he set it up and let them smack each other and, and, and fight it out. Cell phone uh. footage uh, reveals the kids fighting, beating each other up. All the while, the teacher is sitting there. The whole thing's organized. And, and I started to think at first, you know, this guy's, this is a, a surefire uh, first ballot sick fuck of the week. And then I thought, I'm going to be honest. You know, we, we went to public school. I was at Erasmus Hall High School with Gerald in 1986, 1987. Some of these kids in these classes, in our classes, they, they were fucking nuts Mm-hmm. No doubt. I mean, no dis no respect for the teachers, no respect for the other students, screaming, yelling, threatening. There were stabbings, face slashings in Erasmus when we were there. If a teacher had said, Oh, tough guy, you you guys want to deal with this? I'll give you five minutes right here. That way no one gets hurt. <laughs> uh, you know, I I'm monitoring the whole thing. You guys right, slug right. it out and and uh, you know, and then we'll call it a day. We'll let bygones be bygones and there'll be there'll be no uh you know, no hard feelings. I wanted to, to, to hear your opinion on this, Mr. Moody. Should this guy be the sick fuck of the week or is he a hero? And this, should this be the new millennial way of teaching? Yeah, I like how he, his approach to it. Because like you said, yo, let's settle the beef. If, if, if you got beef in the class, yo, the teacher is the referee. And the teacher won't let anybody get knocked out or anything. Just settle the beef. So that's what he, that's what he was doing. And... It wasn't a participation trophy type of thing. It was like there's a winner and there's a loser, and boom, we go to the next fight. I like his style. He's not a sick fuck. He's more of the teacher of the week. I would love to hear uh, uh, everyone's take on that. Is this guy the sick fuck of the week, or is he the teacher of the week? <laughs> Please reach out to me on Twitter, on Instagram, and at IamRappaportPodcast at gmail.com. That's IamRappaportPodcast at gmail.com. Finally, the third and final sick fuck of the week Friday night fight episode. A toddler in Australia, three years old. Okay, they, they, he's still in pajamas. A little baby was put on the stove by one of his parents as a punishment to teach him a lesson. These sick animals have been arrested. Damn. Child safety officers uh, reportedly arranged a visit 
to the home before this injury. This happened after one of the visits. These sick animals in Australia, I don't know, I don't, I, the, the child sustained burns, was taken to the hospital, put in intensive care. Damn. And was, I don't even want to say what, it was really hurt up. These sick fucks. This, this, that's a sick fuck. Yeah. I, that why, actually why might be bring out the gimp. We need to make that bring out the gimp music for people like that. How could you do something like that? Uh, yo, yeah, man. Yo, the kid should be removed. I mean, that, doing shit like that, if, if I give you the kid back, then I'm responsible right. for the death that, that's going to happen. <laughs> so then you, uh, if I give the baby back, I should be in jail as well, too. Finally, Chloe uh, Kardashian had her baby uh, with uh, Tristan Thompson, who just this week, just this week, earlier this week, he was caught on camera. Mm, that means he don't give a fuck. That means he don't give a fuck. Yeah. It's a lot of disrespect with those women. You notice that? Like the guys just be straight up dissing them. Oh. So it, it, it leads me to believe, yo, there's a reason for this shit. Because why would this dude just put that shit out there like that? Just blatantly disrespect this woman with the next broad. I, I, I don't get it. Yeah, I think it was the next broads. He had a few of them. I mean, he's freaking off for real. Um, mm. uh, she, she, she gave birth to a, a baby girl and apparently... Based on what they say, it's anonymous report. This whole thing could be made up. You know when they say, oh, oh. A, a source close to the Kardashians said that she forgives? This could be totally made up. Yeah, yeah. The likelihood is, is that's what it is because that's what they do. That's how they get down. So, yeah, just, just put it out there that you're doing some shit just to give us some pub. It's not, it's not uh, uh, far. That's not far-fetched. Um, all right, listen. See, I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, the best in the business. We give it to you rough, rugged, and raw. Have no fear. The I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast is here. Miles, Jordan, take us out of here with some funk. G Moody, last name rhymes with duty. My name is Michael Rapport, a.k.a. the Gringo Mandingo, a.k.a. the Jake LaMotta of Podcast. And we'll be back next week. We'll be dropping the much-awaited, much-anticipated DJ premiere. It is a fucking hip-hop dream it is a music lover's dream next wednesday in prime time yeah the producer behind so many hits produced jay-z Nas, illmatic record biggie smalls and of course every single thing he did with gangstar dj premiere breaks down so many of the songs he made how they were made the sample stories behind the stories behind the stories and so much more it's the i am rap poor stereo podcast rough rugged and raw i'm out peace